Hello, welcome to Gifts of the Weird. Guess what? It's Christmas in July. <laughs> and I am here to do a little self-promotion because I did a thing. And Nancy Hendrickson, author of Ancestral Tarot, has graciously agreed to join me and talk about what I've done. And what I've done is I created an oracle deck called the Christmas Oracle. Now, I really created this a couple years ago, but I'm relaunching it on Kickstarter now. So Nancy is going to talk to me about it or ask me some questions so that I can share the vision with you all uh, without just sitting here and me talking on about it. Nancy, thanks for coming on and helping me with this. Oh, hey, John, you're welcome. And yeah, I love Christmas in July, don't we all? Hey, John, you know, I have one of the original decks, and so I was super happy to see you do a little redesign and get back on Kickstarter or get on Kickstarter for the first time. You know, I wrote an article for the Cartomancer sometime last year, and I had a really hard time finding decks that really were themed to winter or Christmas or Yule. And yours is, yours is one of the few that I found that, that truly did hit that holiday. So I, I, was, I don't think we've ever had this conversation. What gave you the idea for doing this deck? Well, kind of the same thing that you experienced. I was doing readings for my local metaphysical shop. And every time we would get into the holiday season, you, you know, it, it, I always think it's kind of fun that to have a different style of deck for different moods and themes or even seasons. So like around October time, Halloween and Samhain, I like to bring out a, the Halloween Oracle deck and kind of tap into the energy around, you know, so we're tapping into the energy of the season as well, or the, uh, you know, the month or the mood of things. So, you know, like you, I was like, oh, maybe it would be fun to have a Christmas themed deck of some sort to, to work with. Now, you know, mostly everyone knows that everyone who listens generally knows that I'm pretty much work with runes most of the time. And there's no, of course, there's not a Christmas themed rune deck. <laughs> there should be. <laughs> Taking notes. And Your next project, John. What's that? Your next project. Yes. <laughs> One of the many. And, you know, I also use Oracle decks because I love the, the variety of ways that we can tap into things through Oracle decks. And, you know, it's a little bit different way to get messages from the universe than through a tarot deck or a runes or something else. So I think it's a little, it's a little nicer way to just kind of supplement the regular works that we do. And so, yeah, you know, I was looking for Christmas themed or Yule themed ones. And they're just the one that the, the one or two that I found were one-off kind of things. It was people who kind of had the same idea and they created their own. And one of the ones that I found was a tarot deck, but it was, they took a lot of the public domain art and then just took bits and pieces of it and put it on the cards, but it didn't even look like it was themed to the card or relating to the message of the card. So it was just kind of like, oh, here's um, a Christmas ornament. I'm going to put it on the three of swords, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've seen those decks. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. So it, it didn't really work. And I didn't want a necessarily a Christmas tarot deck because I'm still working with getting that information downloaded into my head and it's a slow process. So there was really nothing uh, uh, in Oracle. So I like, ah, I think, why not? So I did. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is really cool. And you know what I love about that deck, uh, about the Christmas Oracle is the imagery, and this is me personally, and maybe this is for you as well. The imagery takes me back 
to Christmas as a child. And when I looked at it the first time, I had this incredible memory of my grandmother putting walnuts and oranges in our stockings. And that was always kind of our stocking thing. And that the images on the Christmas Oracle really triggers those kind of memories for me. So I'd like to know if it does it for you. And how did you decide what to include in the deck? So the imagery it definitely does. And that's what I wanted, Nancy, to bring up good memories. And I know not everyone has pleasant memories of Christmas, but I'm hoping to bring up and remind us of the joy and the specialness of Christmas time. So when I had it in my mind, I was hoping for bright, colorful images that we might see on Christmas special, a cartoon special, the ones that we grew up with, you know, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, even though that was animation, uh, but still it was bright, it was colorful, it was delightful, and not necessarily overly detailed in, in their design, you know, it's just like, let's just bring the spirit in. And that's what I wanted the artwork to do, is to bring the spirit of Christmas, which is joyfulness and giving and sharing and sharing with family and friends and love. So that's what I kind of had in mind and what I hope that it would what it, it would evoke. Yeah, and it does. And I'm sorry to interrupt you there. I just because I'll lose this train of thought. Uh-huh. If you know, for a lot of us as adults, we've been so turned off by the commercialism of Christmas that it's like I kind of go the other direction. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to go to the store. I don't want to see all the Christmas stuff, you know, before Halloween. But this deck actually brings back those wonderful childhood memories. And I think that's why I like it so much is it, it reminds us of the joy of Christmas. Thank you, Nancy. And that's really what I wanted. And you're right. Um, we do kind of get turned off by the commercialization. Yeah, and That's not what Christmas is about. Yeah, And Christmas is really about, sharing time with people and giving. And, you know, I love the lights because it's dark. It's a dark time of year for, for us in the Northern Hemisphere. I love seeing the lights come up on the houses and the trees, you know, when people put out their Christmas lights. And I love the decorations and the windows. And I love the garland hanging and the Christmas trees going up. It's just such a magical time for me. It is. And, and, you know, I I had this memory uh, at Christmas time, my mom would love to take walks at night so she could see everybody's lights because they were so beautiful. So, hey, John, I did want to say this. Um, I was so happy to see you bring in the Dutch, the second, um, the extra card with the carrots and the hay for Santa's reindeer, because when when my nephews and nieces were really little kids, we left out cookies and milk for Santa, but we used shredded wheat and then we, we crumbled up those shredded wheat things and left it out for the reindeer. So it was so cool to see a version of that in the deck. So how does, how does your Dutch black background influence the deck? Well, the deck overall, not very much, because what I wanted to do, and this is going to go back to your questions about how I decided on individual images, was I just took I just took a piece of paper, yes, I'm that old school, and started writing down things that reminded me of Christmas. And of course, I got like 25 obvious things, tree, Santa, Mrs. Santa Claus, elves, whatnot. 
basically it was all my research tool was probably Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer or rewatching it. I'm like, yeah. okay, what are all the things that they pick off in there? <laughs> that, uh, but the, it was those things. And then I tried to think about certain traditions and how traditions uh, where people are around the world uh, and how they celebrate. So that's how the poinsettia came in and giving oranges. So like when I was growing up, I know we never got oranges in our stockings. It wasn't a tradition we got. So when I learned about oranges and stockings, I was like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) So I want to be sure to do that. And for me, growing up with Dutch heritage, we have um, uh, Sinterklaas or St. Nicholas, who would come from Spain to the Netherlands on a boat. And uh, then he would disembark the boat to visit children and leave gifts. And he rode a horse around to do that. And one of the things that uh, kids would do is what they would do is they would set their shoes at the door and leave gifts for the horse. And uh, that would be hay and carrots or other things that they had. And so that was what that tradition was. Well, that's so cool. You know, uh, I thought about this because, you know, I'm primarily a tarot reader, not an oracle reader. And I wondered, how do you think people can best use the deck? I know you can use it standalone, and I just realized I've never tried using it as a an extra layer of information on top of a tarot card. Have you? Th- I, I know you don't do tarot, but what do you think about that idea? Well, I think it's a it's a good idea when you want to add something whimsical or a little bit more clarification of of something that's happening. I think this could be a really nice way to get that messages. Now, I know sometimes it's hard to find something that might be a challenging message out of there, uh, but there are ways to do that with my with this deck because, you know, we have coal as one of the cards. Right. And, you know, if you're bad, uh, you do get coal in your stocking for Christmas. <laughs> you know, that's the tradition. Right. Uh, and basically that means you reap what you sow. So if, you know, you're asking a question about something and the coal card comes up as a clarifier, it's like, oh, well, let me take a more of a thought about how my actions might generate other reactions and what might that bring back. So if I don't want to get coal, then what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to move my my actions into doing something more positive. For instance, as a kid, you're like, well, maybe I will start taking the trash out when I, without being asked five times. <laughs> Yeah. You know, maybe then I'll avoid the coal, the bag of coal in the stocking. Yeah. Uh, Does that answer that question? Yeah, it does. And I'm thinking, even though it's the Christmas Oracle, those cards do have meaning outside of doing a reading with a just a Christmas Oracle or with a Christmas Oracle, because I'm thinking about, you know, what if I ask a question, you know, about something about my work and I drew the elves card And, you know, there's actually a ton of information, not only on the card, but how do we humans perceive elves? So we can kind of go to the Harry Potter elves, which can be troublesome, or we can go to the Santa elves, which are helpful. So I think there's a lot more wrapped up in the cards uh, than people might think. I'm hoping I'm hoping that people will see that as well and and maybe bring it out more often than just at Christmas time because it is a a useful oracle deck all year round. And I'm I glad you brought up the elves card because that's my favorite card. Okay. <laughs> and I love 
the the artwork on this car, the expressions on their faces that my the uh, my friend Venora, who is the artist that I that I worked with on this, uh, the expressions on there are just so appropriate, and it's just it's my favorite card. So yeah, it's a beautiful card. We love it. John, you mentioned there's a booklet that comes with the Kickstarter. Are there um, are there sp- suggested spreads in the booklet? So the original deck didn't come with a booklet because I was just doing it all on my own. And originally, the 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 deck was created and came with the the meanings on the additional cards. So now this one, I've got this wonderful little booklet. I've been working with Bella Seal from Hermit Press. Bella is the creator. My listeners have heard um, me interview her for the Oracle decks of Nihilenia, the Morrigan, and Freya. <laughs> and she's creating the Norman deck. So she's like, hey, John, I've got these contacts. Maybe we should relaunch this. And I was really thrilled. I hadn't really thought about it, although people are asking me. And I was like, yeah, it's a lot of work. But working with her, she said, we'll get it on Kickstarter, and this would be great. And she could get a booklet. So this is a really nice little booklet. It's still very simple because it's the size of the cards and it's full color. So you get a image of the card and the meaning of the card right next to it. And, um, and of course, in the back, I do create spreads. So my vision of spreads is there's a lot of standard layouts and, and, and that's great because we can really ourselves create whatever we want the cards to mean. I mean, we, we don't have to be limited to oh, someone said this is what this layout is, um, say a seven card spread, and it always has to be those things. We can always shift and redesign what the cards mean in for them. And so I went on a typical, I don't want to be too complicated or put too many in there. So we've got our the standard beginning three card spread, which represents sort of past, present, and future type thing. And it just dawned on me within the last week as I was getting ready for this, that this could be our spirits of Christmas past, present, and future. Oh, absolutely. Missed an opportunity. Oh, well, you can only think so much, right? <laughs> but that's that's really cool. And then I have a four-card spread, which is kind of like a wheel of the year, but I call it the wreath of the year or the wreath spread. And, you know, you can, one can use that as, okay, what does the next four seasons look like for me or the next four months or whatever they want to interpret. And then uh, I have the Christmas tree spread, which is a, a seven card spread in the shape of a Christmas tree. And it has different meanings for each layout. And the, the, the thing with these spreads is do what works best. Try to get the message that that's going to work for the people for for you as a reader when you're laying them out for yourself. Just identify ahead of time what you want those to mean, and then uh, as you lay them out, it can be a nice addition to the to the reading. Yeah, I I love that you added those spreads, and it is kind of funny about the ghosts of past, present, and future. But anybody who knows any Christmas stories or has read Dickens is going to put those two together. So I, I think it's okay that you, you, you skip that one. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. I, want, I did want to talk a little bit about the images because uh, we've, we've talked about so much and uh, the artwork here is just so beautiful. And Venora working with them on this deck was just a delight. And they would send me the images uh, like in a sketch and say, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that looks good. And then colored it and then sent me the colored version. And I was like, oh, this is very great. And it's almost like they just were so in tune with the spirit 
of Christmas, not in tune with me because I really had very few this is how I want the card to look. I gave them the the, the meanings of the, the cards that I had in mind, what they meant, and then how they could connect. And since they, they have grown up in the culture of Christmas as well, they were familiar with that. So it made them easier. It made it easier, I think, for them to get in touch with the spirit. And uh, one of the cool things was, is there was one card. Oh, they sent me the caroling card, which has four people. And I was like, uh, and it was just four white people singing. And I was like, um, Menorah, is there any way that would you mind adding some diversity to the deck? Because, you know, it's not all white people that celebrate Christmas. And I didn't want, I wanted it to be a diverse deck. And I wanted it to reflect people who are celebrating and reflect the world that we live in, which is an integrated and diverse uh, community. And they were like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I thought about it, but I wasn't sure. And oh, this is going to be wonderful. So the rest of the the, the the deck has, when you see the people, it's it's diver- it reflects our diversity. And I'm really thrilled about that. Uh, you know, I'm so glad that you did that, John, because, you know, you, you and I have had so many conversations over time about, you know, how much we dislike the fact that all the older decks whether Oracle or Tarot, are just white people. And that simply does not reflect the world that we live in. And uh, so I'm very happy you did that inclusiveness. Me too. And I'm glad that that they did it. And they did it so well, uh, Venora. So the images were just coming so easily, I think. uh, And it was just so great. And and one of the more difficult parts was, how many cards do I put in this deck? And I had all of this list of things. And then as I started going on, as I was writing out and connecting with the spirit of Christmas saying, okay, what can be the meaning of this? How can this be a message from you, spirit of Christmas in the universe, to reflect to us? And then I got down to probably another 10. And it seemed like they were pretty much duplicating messages or they could have been a part of the message of the cards, other cards that were already there. So, So there's things that, Someone might think, oh, well, he obviously missed candy canes. Why is there not a candy cane card? Or why is there not this card or whatever? And it's just because some of the things I couldn't come up with something that was very unique and special for that. I didn't want cards in there that were just there. Maybe I should, I could have just because they would be fun and delightful. But uh, some of the meanings I thought of different things just kind of rolled into other ones. And that's one of the things about this is the meanings in the book are not the only ones. It's not a closed system where it's like, right. that has to be this. I really hope that people will tap into their joyful parts of Christmas and maybe the card will evoke things and meanings for them that I didn't write in there because I kept it very basic. It's just a starting point. Well, you know, the, the wonderful thing about creating the Christmas Oracle is I doubt that there's any two people walking the earth who had exactly the same childhood Christmas experience. I mean, you might have wanted a bicycle, you know, I might've wanted who knows what, (laughs) And, you know, our our family memories are very different around Christmas. And, you know, so there's so much that you can pull out of it because it, it it's an Oracle deck that really taps in 
to each individual's memories and feelings around the holidays. And and I love that because it is incredibly personal to each person. It is. And if there's folks out there that have some not so pleasant memories, I'm hoping maybe this can be a healing way to try to heal those non-friendly memories or those bad memories and try to replace them with some better ones. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I I was thinking, you know, you could draw any one of those cards and ask the question, how can, how can I be healed from the childhood memories that weren't the greatest? And, And the deck lends itself to that as well. So kudos to you, John. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I thank the Chris, the spirits of Christmas past, present, and future because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. It's one of my favorite stories of, of the Christmas time. And it may or may not be because I played Scrooge in junior high school in a play <laughs> version of it. <laughs> but um, I do love the story. I love I love the message that it brings about what Christmas is. And it's about, as we talked earlier, love and giving and family and people. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, hey, John, before we wind up, could you tell everybody where to find the deck or what they search for on Kickstarter or where to find a link? Absolutely. Well, I have some presence on Facebook So, of course, uh, my normal Gifts of the Weird Facebook page, but I also have a Facebook page called The Christmas Oracle, and people can visit it at The Christmas Oracle is how you would find it on Facebook. And, of course, I'm on Instagram at at WeirdGifts1 and Twitter at WeirdGifts1. And then we're on Kickstarter, and the the Kickstarter is going through till July 29th, and I think it ends at midnight or close to it. So there's all sorts of rewards on there, and there's uh, the deck itself, which the deck will come in a nice uh, box. And uh, it's not a magnet box; it's the kind with a slipcover box, which is really nice. The the cards are playing card size, and I selected that because it, I thought it would make a nice size to, for most people to be able to handle well, especially because I think that the cards are so delightful and the imagery, it, there's not a lot of imagery that might be interpreted as threatening or negative. So it's a great, great gift for kids. Even if someone wants to introduce a, one of their kids to Oracle decks, they can do that with this because the imagery lends to it. And they don't even have to know that it's an Oracle deck. They can tell stories with it. All of these images are so representative of the season that, you know, it's a great storytelling way. One of the special things is, is they're going to be gilded with red, which is really beautiful. And uh, it comes with a little booklet. And then when I send the 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 decks out. I've I've got all of these little Christmas charms that will be a part of it as well. And there's an add-on for a Christmas reading cloth. It has snowflake and Christmas tree patterns on it. So all of that's through Kickstarter. There's a couple of rewards available, uh, and I'll have the links in the notes. Uh, but you, if you're on Kickstarter, you can search Christmas Oracle or the Christmas Oracle, and it should bring it up. It, and it does because that's how I found it. <laughs> so I could nab the link as well and post about it. So, John, is there anything that I have not asked you that you want to say about the deck before we close? I just want to say that I really love this deck, and I'm so thankful that it it has reached other people. 
you know, the deck itself is can be personal to you. So I, I really look forward to seeing how people are enjoying it. That's that's so cool. Thank you. Hey, thank, thanks, John. And thanks for letting me do this with you. I loved having the conversation. Well, I appreciate that you took time out of your schedule <laughs> to, to do this with me. So thanks, Nancy. Yeah, you're welcome, John. Thank you for listening. Please have a look at the show notes for links and, well, notes. Podcast is available from Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and other podcast catchers. Feedback and reviews are greatly appreciated. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at @weirdgifts1 and on Facebook at, at Gifts of the Weird. And email me at giftsoftheweird.com. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs>